Welcome. This is New Taku, where we talk things anime and manga. We are not experts or gatekeepers. We are just fans trying to share our love with you. Feel free to interact with us on Instagram and Twitter at NewTakuCast or email us questions and requests at NewTaku2019 at gmail.com. Someone's laughing at me. Why, why are you laughing? She's giggling. I'm horrible. I say, As soon as the <laughs> mic comes on, I like forget how to breathe, so I'm trying to like breathe away from the microphone. <laughs> I'm just like... Over here. <laughs> Listen to Terrible. us on Podbean, Apple and Google Podcasts, Stitcher and Spotify, and please subscribe and share. I am Jim, and I am joined by Frank. Hello. And today is the episode you've all been waiting for. It's our big official Neon Genesis Evangelion review. And we have a guest. We do. Welcome back, Carlin Rieger of the Philly Pokemon League. Hello. Hey. Congratulate me. Yes. yes. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> you lived. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What have you been up to, Carlin? Um, as a representative of the Pokemon League, um, we attended Keystone Comic Con, which was super fun. We had tournaments. Um, had same person won the tournament both days. Oh. So much butt. Um, what else? Um, the news I broke about Pokemon last time was immediately redacted the next day about how you can't have every Pokemon, oh. um, which caused mass outrage with hashtags such as Bring Back National Dex and Dexit, which is... Be clever, because <laughs> um, it's set like in England-ish, I guess. So right. Dex right. it. Perfect. Um, they are slowly releasing new Pokemon, and um, maybe we'll get enough to work with for Excellent. the future. Yeah. I still have no idea what anything about Pokemon. No. No. You still lost. Curious. I'm still lost. To, no. Just After to, seeing the live-action Pokemon ooh, film, I wasn't well, necessarily like, I need to get into this. Don't. Oh, we should force him to watch the the first one. Yo, yes. Sorry. <laughs> Mewtwo? Yeah. 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 It's, oh my God, that movie. I saw it in theaters. Yeah. Yes. Excellent. Maybe that'll be a thing. Let's do that. I yeah, do let's that. do the Pokemon. I can do that. Hey, Perfect. listeners, if you want me to watch the original Pokemon, send us an email at newtaco2019 at gmail.com. How many fake email accounts can I create? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so many. Frank. How have you been? We haven't talked in a while. Yeah, you know, we haven't talked in a while. We haven't been sitting here for hours. Right no, now. no, no, not at all. How have you been, Frank? I've been fine. I can't really complain. I had to deal with my brother this weekend. He was uh, 
he was a, a little drunk. He was a drunk throughout the whole weekend. It was nice. his thing. He was super into it. Oh. Yeah, so, and now he has a lot of anxiety today because he's a little hungover. He's got the booze blues. Which uh, keen-eared listeners might remember that last weekend he was also uh he was also a little hungover so now i'm getting a little concerned i'm getting concerned that's what i'm just gonna say uh, you moved to fishtown which is very fishtown in philadelphia which is very close to uh, a lot of bars down here he's now. living his best life you know uh, uh, so like that's burn at both ends you're young weekend warrior you know? okay yeah exactly yeah. yeah so yeah that's been, that's been taking care of him so that's fun oh. big brother style family yes oh, family right wonderful <laughs> i finally watched midsummer yeah i've been talking about it and i've been waiting for a stream I finally watched it. How was it? It was good. Oh, good. Yeah. I uh, knew where it was going, though, the whole time. I don't know if anyone was surprised by this. Did you watch this? I did not watch no. it. Did you watch it? No. Okay. I'm not a scary I, person. I am scary. And uh, Agreed. I watched The Wicker Man, if you've ever seen The Wicker Man, the original one. Mm-hmm. Not Nicolas Cage one, which is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's kind of the same mm-hmm. theme. But I finally accomplished something, and I watched Midsummer. Pretty stoked. And you are very happy that you have done so. Yeah, I recommend it. Okay. Yeah. It's long, though. Oh, God, it's two and a half hours. He did something. Who was the director? What did he do before? He did a... Was it... Vitch? No, 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 no. no. Damn, I can't remember. It was something. I didn't like it. (laughs) It was something. It It was a movie that he did. It had the Australian actress and the kid and (laughs) and the the treehouse. It'll come back to you like the, halfway the through this episode. No. Not the room. Like and miniatures. Room? Oh. It had miniatures. Oh, Baba Duke. No, uh, d- you're close. You're close. Um, Australia. Anyway, he did that. Damn. But, uh, but the composer's the guy that's doing the music for Uzumaki. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, it had really good music. Wow. Yeah. That's all I got. <laughs> it wasn't Indian in the cupboard. That's what I was No, thinking. no. It was oh like little miniatures, miniatures in the thing. I was like, oh, Indian in the cupboard, obviously. Yes, it was Toy Story. Where's the way? All right, let's get into this. We are here because we today we are reviewing the 1995 series Neon Genesis Evangelion, streaming on Netflix, 26 episodes. The source is original, Studio Gainax and Tatsunoko Productions. The director is Hideki Anno. So let's give us a little synopsis. Let's go. Thanks, Internet. In the year 2015, the Angels, huge tremendously powerful alien war machines are appearing in Tokyo for the second time. The only hope for mankind's survival lives, lives lies in the Evangelion, a humanoid fighting machine developed by Nerve, a special United Nations agency. Sounds cool, right? Mm-hmm. It's like who? Mm-hmm. The World Health Organization. Oh, Nerve. Capable of withstanding anything the angels can dish out, the Evangelion's one drawback lies in the limited number of people able to pilot them. Not the giant cord? No, the cord too. Okay. (laughs) The extension cord. (laughs) Only a handful of teenagers, all born 14 years ago, nine months after the angels first appeared, are able to interface with an Evangelion. One such teenager is Ikari Shinji, whose father, (laughs) Gendo... Fucking! Oop, I'm not gonna curse oh, anyone no. on this. Yeah, show. what happened? Sorry, I went pretty well. Yeah, so, it, you did no. good. Damn, Gendo <laughs> heads the nerve team that developed and maintains the Evangelions. Thrust into a maelstrom of battles and events he does not understand, Shinji is forced 
to plumb the depth of his own inner resources for the courage and strength to not only fight, but to survive or risk losing everything. Okay, Frank. Thoughts? This, this is already too much for me. Okay. I'm going to opt out. I'll, I'll see you guys later. Yeah. Bye. Uh, I think you did it. You're, Thanks. You're yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, it. no, you did. Um, thoughts. Yeah, first thoughts. First thoughts, like as in when I first started watching this or just in general? Sure, sure. Your initial initial re, uh, reaction to the show when you first started. Okay. Well, uh, this obviously show has a bit of a pedigree to it. So a lot of people say this is the de facto anime. This is the one that's going to transform you and you're going to love it, right? So going into it, I was uh, initially a little bit scared. I'm going to be honest with you, especially with you, Jim. You're very much in love with the show. It's one of your top ones, number one. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I was a little nervous that I was going to be like, I'm going to hate this. And then Ooh. I'm going to have to go into this and then be the villain that everybody wants me to be so that me and Jim argue because we don't argue a lot on the podcast. Mm. So, I mean, uh, I'm going to disappoint everyone and say that I actually really enjoyed it and didn't really um, have too many problems with it. But those were my initial impressions going in. I ended up really liking it. What would you like think about, Carlin? Um, first impressions were, I was like, oh, well, okay, so it's got a ton of hype. It is, you know, the show mm-hmm. of shows. And I was like, what makes this so... Like, when you start, you're just like, what is... Okay, they're just doing robot stuff mm. and robot, fighting giant robot boys monsters. And, girls. and then it just starts to feel a little more anxious and a little more anxious. And then you have to take a break in between episodes, like, for a week and um, or more. And it... Ugh, I'm just so glad I didn't watch as a teenager. Mm. Uh, maybe I should have. I have no idea. I it was. I really liked it. I did. I um, don't have a great critical anime eye, so I wasn't like making a lot of hand gestures like I am mm-hmm. on this podcast where you yeah. can't see me. Um, <laughs> but no, I really loved it. I did. Good. I will say that the first handful of episodes, I want to say like 10 maybe, mm-hmm. more than a handful, I was like, I don't get what's so special yes, about right. this show. Exactly. Um, I think I actually have it. Where are my notes here? Like episode 14 is when it starts to shift for me. Okay. Um, which is, was it Sealed the Seed of the Soul? Which is like yes. a recap episode. Correct. We're doing right. spoilers, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, this is okay. a so yeah, from 1995. That is indeed sealed, the seed uh, of the soul. Okay, yeah. yes. So that's like, and that was when it started to transform into a little something more than kind of your, your average mech anime, teenage mech anime. Um, but before that, I'm watching it, and I was watching it weekly, you know, mm-hmm. one episode at a time. So... That was, uh, I think we started to speed up right around there, but it was around 14 weeks. And I was like, eh, I mean, I think that's when I had to double up was at when the recap after the recap. Right. Episode. So for those 14 weeks, I was like, yeah, I like the show. I think it's cool. I just don't really get why everyone's like, oh, the show is, this is a great show. It's the best show ever. Mm-hmm. They did. They did a lot of character development early on, which happens in these shows. Yeah. No, that's true. I'm not knocking it right. any which way. The, the oh, I'm not. first I'm half not. of it. I'm not going to defend it to it the death. But it seemed very just, like. Wafer cookie. Like, sure. here, here is an anime. This is, it's about teenagers and robots, and we saved the world. Right. And Although fan service close, and tight clothes and you know, exactly. classic tropes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, so, you know, a little, a little nudity. Mm-hmm. Hey. Yeah. I was a like, little, this is cheeky. A little something for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of nude ray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When did you start to feel that the show was a little bit different than what you were watching? Like, was there a specific time? You mentioned episode 14. I think, yeah, same. 
Yeah, for me, it was definitely episode 14. Uh, that's when it started. Right from that point on, almost every episode slowly got strange, not stranger, mm-hmm. I guess, for lack of a better term. It got more unique. Yeah. You know, it kind of from then on. And 14 is was like a recap episode, It was right? a recap episode. And it was very uniquely done from anything that I had seen before in terms of that, just the way that it was handled. I think the recap episode was a good, like... Okay, this is everything you watched. Uh, we're going to jump off a cliff now and uh, bring some tissues. Right. Yeah. And it almost feels like a, it's going into like a second season sort right. of thing. Yeah, this is our existential season. Right. Um, the first one was just to kind of get you to like everything that's happening. Because it's not going to end well. No. Right, yeah. And they tease the whole time. I think they tease, um, you know, that there's a dark ending to all this. There's some kind of underground story that they're not really touching on. Mm-hmm. And not until they start to recap it. I mean, there's some bad. There's, I mean, there's one bad episode that I can think of. I know for, yeah, I have one. The, ma- the, ma- the manga diver. Magna, <laughs> magma diver. Yeah. It's, oh, you didn't like that one? Yeah. No. Okay. It was just like, you know, cheesy robot anime. At that point in it, it did maybe feel a little more fillery. Right. That's exactly what I have written down. That one out of all of them is like the filler episode. Like, right. Why wasn't the magma one earlier? Like, right. Why didn't we just go kill the lava angel earlier? Mm-hmm. It was the it was the spy episode. Yeah. Most most twenty sixth issue or episode uh, animes have a beach episode mm-hmm. or a volleyball episode or. Mm-hmm. And that was their spy episode. Spinning wheels. Yeah. <laughs> Which like later on becomes a problem where you realize that maybe they shouldn't have wasted it. Wasted, like wasted that, some but, money yeah. on that one. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Let's talk about some specific characters. Let's get your opinions on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about Shinji? Uh, for Our me, main. For me, he's uh, one of the most realistic characters in the show and in the shows like in general. I feel like definitely for anime and maybe even kind of broad strokes of kind of narrative in general. Mm-hmm. Because uh, he doesn't feel comfortable with himself and clearly has a lot of issues. Carlin, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I have it written down that, um, and this is probably for every character, it's kind of a show where you realize that your parents mess you up. Mm. And I, yeah, he's so, yeah, he's very real and awkward. And I kind of, when I was younger, I was like, I'm just, I'm weird and awkward. No one, everyone else is doing fine, aren't they? And no, everyone in the show is kind of weird and awkward and mm. they're they're kids and they need to save the world and no, it's a lot of responsibility lot. everyone is very responsible in this show yeah. um but yeah shinji just super super real i will say that people that seem to so like a big thing is to like hate on shinji right yeah, isn't that. that like because he's mopey i guess but like i don't remember know who you were right yeah. exactly remember so, what it was like to be 14 i don't know if that's something where people <laughs> and instead are, of worrying about girls and stuff like that and pimples and you know, regular hormonal stuff. No, you have to get up and go save the world every day right. and sit in a tub of orange goop for hours and tests. See, I feel like the people that don't like that though, are the people that don't want to admit that that was them at one point I in think time, yeah. I think is like I think a big the thing. Hate. Right. It's easy to like, it's, you're almost like bullying someone that resembles yourself. When you're right. Growing up. Yeah. Right, you you want to identify with somebody stronger, right? Or right. somebody oh, who's like a lot yeah. more headstrong or something. Well, like yeah, that. I'm 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 just like Gendo. I don't have any emotions. <laughs> right. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll go in order of appearance. So, mm. well, how about Misato, Miss Katsuragi, most upbeat of the cast? I oh. think um, she basically acts as Shenji's caretaker for a majority of the show. Uh, um, you know, kind of a mother figure, mm-hmm. but she has this weird kind of duality to her where I feel like she is 
too young for some of the older like nerve staff sort of but then too old for you know the kids she's kind of stuck in the middle which i think kind of shows her character a little bit she's what like nine years older than the kids i think she's supposed to be no i think she's supposed to be almost 30 okay yeah i think she's 28 children okay they're all 14 14. Mm -hmm. okay yeah i can't relate to 14 year olds but um (laughs) she has so much pressure on her which totally to me explains she puts on this like great face at work and then her her house is just like beer instant ramen and ice yeah um and like not caring like this is where you go to let it all hang out because you have to be so freaking put together for these children at work and yeah, she's saving the world too. Right, that's a great point. So it's almost like she is kind of acting like an adult the entire time, but she's not really one, right? And you see that in her home right. life because she doesn't really, yeah, she doesn't do kind of the adult things that you're supposed to do, which is cook for yourself and, and clean and do all these things. Do she, dishes, she, right? She just dra- she has to be dragged into doing those, yeah. but she's very strong at work. So I don't know. It's it's complicated. I would I, I've always seen her as. And they don't state it, but, you know, early on she's drinking and she's sleeping late and stuff like that. And I always early on assumed she was an alcoholic and they don't really say it. I was wondering about that. Like They don't say it, but everything she does early in the show is Mm. she's either drinking too much or sleeping in. Yeah. I mean, that is, that is a good point. As the story goes along, she gets her shit together her stuff together i'm trying not to curse people it's going great <laughs> yeah. um actively trying not to curse. actively trying to <laughs> actively she gets her she gets her things together yeah. uh and starts to clean up her act because she has a mission now but a lot i think a lot of it is her drowning out she mentions her father and her chasing bad men and doing bad things because of her father. They paint her a little more like harlotty at the end of yes. the show mm-hmm. and i was like oh i didn't see that from you at all i thought it was just um, what's his dumb name? Oh, uh, uh, Kaji. Kaji, yeah. yeah, yeah. His name isn't dumb. Sorry. <laughs> now, now that we're at Shinji and Misato, um, there's definitely a scene. There's some strange scenes near the end. There's a scene where there's a fan, mm-hmm. and I think that's to imply that Shinji has watched her have sex. Really? Yes. Oh, okay, like. You never see any weird guys come to her apartment. Just, but it is ju- just Kaji. Impl- like, they uh, say that. Okay. Hmm. Well, it, so their relationship is super complicated. It is strange. It is strange because even then there's stuff towards the tail end where it kind of somewhat implies that she might have feelings for Shinji. She, it, they're sitting, he's like, got the, he's upset when he has no friends now and everybody's gone and she reaches over and touches his hand and he, and he winces away yeah. and says, I don't want that. Yeah. So I don't know if it's, he doesn't want affection, if he doesn't want affection from a woman mm-hmm. or he doesn't right. want sexual affection. Yeah. Like I can only do this and I don't know what this is and I sure as hell hope it isn't sex. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's yeah he's not into it at all. No, these people. I, I must remind people listening who haven't watched the show, and hopefully you have watched the show. <laughs> if you're listening to this, yeah. um, these are people that are very, very, very screwed up and damaged. Mm-hmm. Whether it was the 14 year olds or it's the people in their 20s that were there during the second yeah. impact. All right, all right. Let's move on to another character. Mm-hmm. How about Ray Ayanami? What do you think about Ray? So for me, initially, I was not into her at all. She kind of like even pissed me off because she was just this blank slate, right? And I was kind of like, well, this is dumb. I guess she's just supposed to be this kind of 
anime girl who per- exists. The perfect to- doll, right. sexual yeah. object, yeah. anime girl. Yeah. That's exactly what I... So, But it becomes more apparent as yeah. you watch it why she is the way she is. And it's a little more nuanced, a little more layered than that. Yeah. Um, so I, I grew to like her character. But at f- my first impression of it, I was like, well, okay, this is fine. She's a fine female character, I guess. It was almost like she's like... she's not actually drugged it just kind of is what she is at the beginning where she's very like she does everything gendo wants like she's the perfect eva zero zero pilot um just she's she's got it she's she's been doing it longer than shinji obviously Mm -hmm. and the thing tried to kill her and she's still totally down with the program which seems strange because shinji's just like i hate i don't want to do the robot thing and she's like you have to she's like i do because they told me to because your father told me to get with it um, but no, really do. Oh God, I feel horrible for her by the end. She, uh, big reveal here. She, oh, yeah. she's Ray number two at this point. Dun, dun, yeah. Dun. She's a clone and she's a clone of Shinji's mother. Mm. So there's this strange thing with a character that's coming up. Shinji's father with Ray, where he's overprotective of her. Mm hmm. We'll get to that when we get to Gendo. Let's move on to Ritsuko. Ritsuko is the scientist, the computer brain of Nerve. What'd you think? So for me, she was kind of the opposite of Misoto, right? Misato. Misato. So she definitely keeps her cool, but she seems more of an adult and um, and seems older despite her age. So she's she's the same age, yeah. Yeah. Right. But she definitely seems like way more like like an old adult i mean i kind of identify with this character especially because as i was younger i mean i'm still young but younger i i was like a lot more about being older than i was it was like very cool to me i kind of regret that now but that was like sort of a thing that i feel like she goes through you know i I remembered while you started talking that like she's so focused on her work and then her cat dies she just doesn't really show any emotion she's like oh that cat died i just checked they're 29 they're oh, 29. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Too real. <laughs> yeah, right? We're not, we're not saving the world. It's okay. Um, <laughs> she's so freaking smart. And what would they have done if she hadn't followed in her mother's footsteps? Uh-huh. Like, they would be sunk. Or they'd have someone else to do it, but they wouldn't have as good of a character. And she has a sexual relationship with Gendo. Did you guys miss that? Uh, I see. I didn't know if that was a fact or not. It's right? It's definitely it okay. crossed my mind, yeah. but only at the and very so end. So did her mother. Right. Uh. <laughs> so you kind of start to figure out that Gendo is a little bit of a of a creep guy. And also oh no, he that, starts creep. Oh yeah, from he, the beginning. I'm doing the hands. The hands yeah. <laughs> in front of the mouth. <laughs> so in order of appearance, we've then we're to Gendo Akari. Mm-hmm. So, let loose on Gendo, please. Cold and calculating. Ultimately, a dick is what I have written (laughs) down. Wow, you're so much meaner than me. (laughs) Seems to only care about the bottom line of defending Earth and possibly something else. Why willing to sacrifice mostly everyone except for Ray? I guess he oh. like does not seem to care really about anyone else's life or anything like so that. So weird because they have unlimited rays, mm-hmm. or it seems like they have unlimited rays, and he's just like, no, she must. But I wrote definitely a jerk, and the creepy backstory did not help. No, <laughs> <laughs> he has false altruism, where he wants to do things for this supposed human instrumentality yeah. project, mm-hmm. but at the same time, all he cares about is Ray. He sacrifices all these children. Yeah, it doesn't seem to care. And uses women 
because apparently he's a catch. Uh, no, uh, he looks better with glasses. I'll give him that. Um, <laughs> oh, young one with uh, big bug eyes. Yeah. Ugh. He, whose name does he take? I, he takes his wife's name. So weird. He marries his I mean, wife and not, takes her name. It's what it. I mean, at the time. Okay. Right. Sure. It was weird. Nineteen ninety-five. Yeah. It was considered like taboo. It might still be taboo. Or like in Japan. maybe his, he had he had messed up his name so much he had to grab his wife's name to be like, oh, I'm not that guy. Yeah. Well, he gets out of jail. That's how they first find him. Oh, like he's in right. jail. Oh. Like you got to meet this you gotta meet gendo he's in jail so it's supposed oh. to be like i guess like really manipulating or at least like kind of a player because it does seem like a lot of the women sort of fall they fall from oh, yeah. so i don't know if it's like a power thing or if it's just he has some sort of i guess this allure to people it must be because like you said he's initially kind of a criminal right it's yeah like i was introduced so i don't know he just has this charisma that we don't really see yeah uh Fuyutsuki doesn't even like it doesn't like him at all mm-hmm. i think throughout the show he works with him Oh, that's the doctor? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, like almost begrudgingly, too. Yeah, Yeah, at times. Yeah. Yeah. So, I I don't know. I guess maybe there's just more to him that we don't kind of see on screen. Must be, right? To who, Gendo? No, to like for women in general, because I don't know if it is a manipulating. You you don't see much of his relationship with with people. I mean, he's a man in power. Mm -hmm. He's in control of a lot of stuff. He's intelligent. He seems like he weaseled his way into said power. Yes. Yeah. He's a sociopath. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, he's not good. No. <laughs> no, I don't. I never understood why these women fell for him. I, I think, yeah, but well, part of the overall themes of the show is loneliness proximity. and trying to break. To, yeah, no, yeah, it could be that. Yeah. That's actually a pretty good one. You got to get over your AT field, man. Yeah. <sighs> All right, now Oscar. What do you think? She's my favorite. Oh. <laughs> Here, we can argue. <laughs> uh, I mean, she's the opposite of Shinji. She's confident. She's headstrong. Um, I think that for the most part, she is kind of, uh, I don't know, just kind of the ideal character for me in the show. I liked her a lot. And then later on, she has a lot going on that adds to her unfortunate stuff. That's true. Yes. I she does have a lot going on. I just hated her for at least the first five episodes that she was in. Every time she would come on, I was just like, I... I hate this. I would I would actively yeah. say to Bob, who I was watching with, I was like, mm-hmm. I hate her. I just hate her. Why? Oh, my God. I, she's a little over the top. No, I won't. Yeah. Yeah. I, that yeah. might be it. Like, everyone else is so, like, measured and kind of like, you don't see her hate herself right away. You're like, oh, well, she's she's the one who does have it all together. And then you find out not so much. Yeah, she just fails yeah. over and so over again. That might have been why initially I was kind of drawn to her because she is pretty much, like you had said, the opposite of everyone, almost everyone else that right. is introduced to that point. Um, yeah, I was just drawn to her. I think she was a cool character. Like even you think like Ray is like, yeah, she's made to be an Ava pilot. And then you meet Asuka and Asuka's like, I'm made to be an right. Ava pilot. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, this is what would happen if you were like really into it. Okay. Yeah, she's completely oh, overconfident. Drove me nuts. Do they ever get into like so she had been a pilot for a long time like in Germany? So is it, like I never understood the way She's supposed to be like in a student that was just promoted from elementary school into like the pilot program in Germany. Okay. Nerve Germany. Nerve Germany. And okay. there's Nerve America. Yeah, right. there's Nerve everywhere. Okay. All right. That's cool. And they just move along at a freaking breakneck pace. They're just rolling through the show and right. it moves so quickly you're like nerve america what yeah you guys are in germany doing a water right. mission Wait, right. no as is it like two days later has anyone trained for this <laughs> i liked how they used the military and that, that was pretty good they're just like these guys they okay, let like them fire idiots. let them fire their rockets they just have to use right, their yeah. use it so they can order more <laughs> all right 
Kaoru. Let's talk about Kaoru. Uh, he is uh, the guy at the end, of, uh, right? Yeah, he's <laughs> totally left field. Fifth children, right? Yes. So yeah, he Why was children. So okay. Yeah, they say it. That's in the translation. It's the way they say it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, for me, like it was, I had to look up his name because he's just kind of like he pops up and then he's gone, right? Yep. So yep. it's just like wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Two episodes, I want to say. Nope. One. One. Yeah, to the point where I was like, wait, who is this? He is huge with the fan base, though. I had to really? stop during this episode. I was like, this is ridiculous. I have to put this down for a second. How so? Well, when, um, when well, here's a big spoiler. When go, they're go like, ahead. oh, he's an angel. And mm-hmm. you're like, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm done for right now. I'm so close to the end. I can just take a <laughs> So this is of part course. of my problem with the ending, though, right? Because oh. he gets introduced, and it's just like, hey, I'm the fifth children and oh yeah i'm an angel and and now i'm i'm dead r.i.p and now i'm dead yeah, now, now I, I'm I didn't dead. even want to live so here right. i am dead now great yeah. i yeah i wasn't able to get attached to him or anything or feel to the point where i did not even remember his name right. so that's kind of for me anyway it was like eh. that might be a problem with the translation i've heard well the translation is um there i mean it's implied that they have a queer relationship shinji and i missed this Kauru. yeah uh, I think it was the original translation. It was yeah. much more forward. Mm-hmm. But everything I've read about it was that you know, Japanese people in, t- in general don't say I love you a lot. Oh, okay. So okay. when someone says suki, it doesn't necessarily mean I'm in love with you. It means that I care about you. Hmm. So, I mean, there's definitely an attra- a physical attraction to, from Shinji to Kaoru. I don't know about the other way. Because Kaoru doesn't seem, I mean, he expresses emotion and he seems very forward with the way he's feeling, but it's more of an aloof way. Right. Because he is yeah. an alien. Right. They have that scene in the, in the, in the bath, right? Yeah. Where Shinji and they, they kind of talk about that. And he's like, you want to sleep together? And right. Shinji's like, <laughs> Shinji's like, how can you be so forward? <laughs> he doesn't talk like that. Why does he sound like that? I don't know why. He sounds like a robot. Weird accent, but, um. Kaoru is a yeah. huge, he's a huge character in the fandom. They oh. love him. That is a sh- classic ship character. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, who who else? Mm. I mean, he's cool. I get it. But for one episode to, to have. Like, and he's one of the bad role. guys. Yes. Right. Like, Screw it. You're an angel. You got to go. Right. Is he a bad guy, though? <sighs> is he a bad guy? I think I the mean, bad guy is Gendo. Yes. But are and we supposed to be on the angel side? Don't know. Okay. <laughs> it's open to interpretation. Yeah. Are there any other characters? So weird. That come to mind? Not really. Not for me, anyway. I don't think he counts because I can never remember his name, even though it's really cool. Cool sleep with the girls guy. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> Kaji. Kaji. It's, it's, with his watermelons. <laughs> yeah, he's got that water. Waters his watermelons. Yeah. Oh right. And oh, and it just. He means a lot to Misato. He does. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's daddy issues. Yeah. And he, um, he's a secret agent, too? Yeah, is double agent. Is it double? Triple, triple agent? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a triple agent, yeah. yeah. He's working he's with everybody. Sele, oh. the UN. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Japan and, and Nerve. And Nerve. Yeah, he's all uh, over the place. Um, oh, he's so... He made me a little uncomfortable. The wedding, after they leave the wedding. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, He walks man. her home. Then yeah. he makes out with her. Yeah. Then he, Does he slap her? No, he doesn't slap her. She slaps she slaps him and says, I hate myself. And he makes out with her. Yeah. Yeah. She's drunk. Too real. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, wait, I had a question. Yes. Has anyone looked into if this show passes the Bechdel test? And whether or not it's... Two female characters talking about 
not, not a man. Guys, I don't know. Yeah. That's a good question. I, I was trying to think. I can't remember if Ritsuko talks hmm. to Misato about her mom, and I thought that would qualify. They talk to each other, but I, I mean, feel they like talk about. They do talk. No, they do talk about. No, they talk about Kaji. Or Kaji, yeah. yeah. So might not pass, but there's. That's a, lot. a good question. Some hmm. Strong women here. Yeah. And yeah. Some terrible men. Yeah. <laughs> talk about yeah. I was talking about Midsummer. Yeah, there's some terrible men in the show too. Um, all right, let's talk about the linear storyline about like a little bit. I didn't put this in the notes. I did it later. <laughs> Surprise. Uh, I love surprises. What do you think the story is of this? Um, like on the whole. Yeah. Like, what do you think human instrumentality was? I had to look it up. Yeah. I do not know. That was like a, literally it's everybody forming into goo. Yeah. Primordial go goo. We go back. we're already screwed. Because we're all, our minds are all, we're missing the togetherness. The, the emotion we feel of loss needs to be erased. And the only way to get it is for us all to come together. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. I mean, it does kind of make sense because it does paint almost all these characters are terrible in one way or another for the most part so they're all screwed kind of, up yeah so it's kind of like yeah humanity sucks like maybe it's time to restart and yeah. that's kind of what the angels are trying to do right they're trying to touch down get rid of nerve and restart everything that's that's when i'm talking about the linear storyline like i still after years i'm not really really sure what the linear storyline is okay good like i yeah like <laughs> and uh, you've watched it a number of times yeah like yeah. say and nerve like they have the same agenda mm-hmm where they're trying to trigger human instrumentality. But then I think Sele is upset that Gendo is trying to do it on his terms. So therefore they send Kaoru to force it because mm-hmm. Kaoru is a conscious angel that's on Sele's side. Right. Cause it's never really revealed either. They do big, like Sele's like all masked men and they have it's all like this money and stars. power. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you see their faces earlier on, but they're, oh, I thought that they're was, men in power. Oh, I thought that was something else. Okay. Yeah, the they were the Tombstones is when they're remote or something. Right. Okay. Right. And so you don't really fully know. that. That's the other kind of confusing thing, right? There's all these organizations and they all have their j- different agenda, but almost no one is kind of outright saying, hey, this is what we're about. No, they never say it. No. And it, only until close analysis to even figure out what human instrumentality is. Yeah. Like that's... Uh, Okay, let's yeah. talk about it. I mean, yeah, let's I talk about the, the last. Let's like, watch. Let's talk about the last two episodes. Okay. Cool. All right, so they just come out and say at one point uh, in the last episode, at the very beginning, it says on the screen, uh, "Human instrumentality happened, but it's too long to talk about. Let's talk about Shinji." Right. So they're admitting right then and there is like. We ran out of money. Mm-hmm. Here you go. Here's a bunch of still shots and line drawings of stuff. I would not have questioned the arts, the art choices. Right. And except for if I hadn't known that they run out of money. Mm-hmm. And then in the second episode of the ending where you're talking about the actual final episode. Yes. Yeah. yeah the final, final episode where it cuts from like them being in school to like some of those are just drawn and not fully animated right right. i really wouldn't have known if you had like it seemed like an insanely cool stylistic choice right and i love seeing the whole thing i love sketchy drawings i love marker drawings i loved 
all of that actually. Well, I thought it was. I thought it, it was great. Like that's that whole like and that's imaginary world where they're it's like it. they're in a school comedy. I love that. Like I the love traditional that. Yeah. Japanese anime school comedy, and they're bumping into each other and, and catching, just catching flying. Yeah. shots. And so <laughs> frustrated. Yeah. I texted you. I, like, I wouldn't they, tell you. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was very, I was like, did they just retcon this whole thing? Yeah. Like nothing ever happened? I, no, they didn't. So the, st- the show officially started, they realized they were running out of money in episode 16. Really? Yeah. Okay. Wow. So they started banging out those really good episodes. Mm-hmm. So you can see a total change in the story. You said f- was episode 14 was yeah. the backstory. Right. So that was just rehashing. They must have realized in 14 they're starting to run out of money, so they did a recap episode. So that, it's so interesting to me because, yeah, so from 14 it feels like one whole um, show. And yeah. then from 14 to, I want to say, 1920 it feels like a different show. And then the the back end of it is feels like... A, a different show too so it's yeah. like three seasons three different shows almost in one right and the fact that they knew that i guess kind of early on that they were running out of money and the pacing and things like that makes a lot more sense to me now because i didn't initially know when i watched it in full that they had ran out of money i yeah. thought that was just purely a stylistic choice i didn't know that was also one i mean it ends up being a good choice mm-hmm. kind of but uh you can see how dark and depressing the show suddenly becomes out of nowhere. And it coincides with the fact that they're running out of money. Mm-hmm. The people working on it are overworked, depressed. Hidekiano has a nervous breakdown during doing this show. He just basically tortures these people that are involved in nerve. It's, it's <laughs> so is this something like have they ever gotten into? They ran out of money. It was always intended to be one one season one series it was supposed to be one show yeah one show okay. i mean that's okay. just the way that anime ran back then they didn't do multiple seasons do, unless yeah. it was stuff that was like massive especially originals originals yeah, didn't it do wasn't multiple based seasons. on a manga yeah yeah mm-hmm. if it was based on a manga you'd have a back source you could just keep sure drawing from but these guys were you know they came up with a script and here you go and it even seems like early on that they did the old lost remember the show lost yeah. mm-hmm. they did the whole thing where they were like okay we have a bunch of ideas but we don't really know where we're going let's fill in the blanks and yeah, it I felt know. like that at times especially when you get to that episode 16 you're like we should probably close this up. Let's finish this off real quick. Yeah, there's a lot of threads that are kind of left open, even towards with it ending, quote unquote. It's just kind of things are just left there, and you have to wonder what they meant or what they are. Very much like Lost. That was actually a really good comparison. All right, so if you were to look at episodes in particular, uh, which ones stand out to you? Um, it could be multiple ones. You don't have to say just one. So as I mentioned before, episode 14, which is a recap. I've said that okay. kind of a number of times now. Um 21 birth of nerve for me because i really love like a good backstory lore centric episode building on the world which yeah. was very interesting to me and that's that, a good one. Ooh, that's one with that where you meet ritsuko's mom yeah I yes so, okay yeah. yeah so like that you know and it starts to answer some of the questions that it it has asked throughout the series set up way too many questions and then mm-hmm. yeah and then does the yeah, answer and then more questions and yeah. never really kind of answers them yeah. and then um 22 staying human which is a very yeah. intense Oscar. Yes. There's there's two different names for all of these, by yeah. the way. There's the original Japanese one, and there's the one with the new release. Carlin, what did you think? Um, like I said, I watched it just a little too far apart to mm-hmm. have a good standout episode, but I just really did like the end. Uh, I yeah, Right before the end is the Kaoru episode. Yes, where it's, I was uh, like, that's I 24, then doing. 25 and 26 at the end. Right, so after, yeah, 24 was rough for me i was just like i don't know about this right now and then 25 and 26 i really did like um 
from the perspective of the change of the style and the theoretically maybe we're resolving something but mm-hmm. kind of not. Did you guys catch the uh, closing credits on every episode? Yeah. No. For the most part. You didn't catch it. Well, as you get closer to the end, they're just showing storyboards and stuff, mm-hmm. which you missed. Oh, I did. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I recommend it anybody that watches shows on Netflix. It's very difficult to do. I, I mean, it seems yeah. difficult because it, it's, it's so easy. Auto. to It auto skips. Like, yes. Yeah. And there's no way to turn that off. Piano and mm-hmm. then, yeah. It's so obnoxious and it never, you can't turn it off. Oh. You got to like real quick react, especially if you're in oh. like episode 22, which is emotional as shit. And you're trying to switch over mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, let it's me. It's pain. Yeah. 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 And. But like as you get near the end, then it's just like storyboards, mm-hmm. or it's like a script with stuff circled with notes on it and stuff, which oh. obviously we can't read. I don't read Japanese. I'm assuming you guys don't. Yeah. And it's just like you're like, oh man, like where is this going? Imagine yeah. watching this when it was live, and you're waiting every week for this to come up, and then the, oh, this is God. your ending. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially at the end or in the beginning when they're so kind of uh, almost stereotypical in the way that they are towards, you know, after the end credits and they talk about fan service and right. this is what's coming on. It's all upbeat. Oh, and, and there's going some fan service. Yeah. 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 Every episode, like oh. early on, it's very positive. Right. And then eventually they're just like, you know, Oscar <laughs> faces the horrors of her life while her father yeah. is in, and, and her mother and is hanging like, in a, and you're just like, whoa, this really <laughs> changed. It might be worth just going back I and just totally skipping yes. to the ends yeah. of these episodes yeah. so you can see that progression. Uh, I got to agree. Um, my favorite episode, and I say this all the time, is episode 22, the Oscar one. Uh, I call it the uh, Ode to Joy episode. Oh, that was stuck in my head for a whole week. Yeah. Yeah. And they keep, they keep reusing it. They yeah. use it in the Very episode haunting. as well. That's yeah. smart and good. Yeah. And, uh, oh my God, she even mentions getting, oh, she's getting raped. Oh my God, that fucking episode is so, having a daughter, it's very, mm-hmm. that is a, and then having watch her go through yeah. 13, 14, 15 and dealing with being miserable in your periods and stuff like that. And there's a whole part where she's in in the bathroom. She's like, why do, why do I have to go through with this? Mm-hmm. Why do, why don't boys have mm-hmm. to go through it? Man, that is a tough episode. It is definitely a tough episode. Yeah. That's my fave. Mm-hmm. All right. How'd you feel about the ending overall? Uh, I'm going to do what they call uh, turning heel and say that I did not like the end. Okay, that's fine. No, no, it's... <laughs> um, for me, I think I was a little too invested in the world and the individual characters. Uh-huh. And then for me to kind of get that sort of ending was a little upsetting to me personally, just mm-hmm. because I wanted to know, I wanted the answers to these questions. It was very much like Lost. That was very good. I didn't even put those together because I was very invested in Lost. And then the way that that show ended was very kind of similar mm-hmm. in terms of answers and questions. There's still some stuff that I guess, you know, they just never got around to answering. Carla? Um, how did I feel about the ending? It sort of does feel like it's out of nowhere because mm-hmm. they are just like, oh no, instrumentality. It's happening. We're going to... Oh, by the way, this happened. Yeah. We're gonna it's d- happening right near. Here's some script on FYI, the screen. Yeah. Let's deep dive your brains. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's pick you apart real quick and everything you felt like when you were a kid. Um... Sorry. Um, I really liked the uh, 25th episode, the episode where they were took every character and they were sitting in the chair yes, and they were just, just mm-hmm. psychoanalyzing yeah. them. Yeah, that was cool. It was like sitting in a in a so I should yeah. Pro- oh, yeah. yeah I should probably say that those episodes by themselves I actually really liked. Yeah. But oh, as the conclusion, the conclusion to a show, a it, robot yes. fighting show. Yeah. Right. I was like, yeah. yeah. What did happen to the world? I don't know. We'll have to watch uh, the end of Evangelion. End of Evangelion. Um, so, do you think this show, looking at it from 2019 standards, does it stand up? Do you think it still holds up? 
I think it does. Yeah. I think it's definitely something that, um, that you need to watch if you're in anime. And then even if you're not, I think it's, it's a, it's an interesting piece to kind of absorb and make your own opinions about. Right. Um, animation holds up mm-hmm. story, uh, is solid. You know, that's never going to change. I don't think there was anything that I was like, Oh, this is old or like, Oh yeah, you know, I'm not as into it. Yeah. I, I, that is my favorite style of animation. I think, mm. um, uh, shoot. I, I don't know. If you don't like anime, I don't know if you should try to watch it. Yeah. Know. It's, it's especially those early episodes where oh, the fan service God. and all yeah. that stuff, like you might be turned off by that. Yeah, that might be fair. I tried to get my brother initially to watch it and he watched the first couple episodes and then he wasn't as into it. So I, I could be wrong in that one. Um, yeah, no, cause I guess it, yeah, part of it is kind of the appeal of being into anime mm-hmm. and yeah. kind of seeing that. And it had so much weight on its shoulders. You're like, this is groundbreaking. This paved the way for so much other stuff. And other people made, it's come all the way around where you made fun of it. Mm-hmm. And it opened the door to some really bad anime, I think. Yeah. Is that correct? It's, um, um, I mean, there's some good the stuff out there. Yeah. But it's, when it comes down to it, it's, I, this is the, and we talked about this on a previous episode with uh, Madoka Magica, mm-hmm. Madoka Magica is that Ooh. this set a specific standard for robot anime that they've been trying to duplicate and have never gotten back to a lot of shows. Mm. There's a couple of shows that are similar, but, and Monica Magica did it with magic girl. So, Oh wow. Yeah. Was it good? Oh yeah. You should probably oh, listen okay. to her episode. It's in the archives. Jim, I have a question for you. Yeah, go ahead. And this might lead into, uh, the ratings. So if I step on your toes, I apologize. No, it's okay. Um, would you say, so I know you're a big fan of the show. Would you say that this is your favorite piece of storytelling overall in terms of storytelling? Yeah. Like I know it's, it's one of your favorites, if not your favorite anime, correct? Yes. So in terms of like just general television movies, things like that, you're really big into it. So I'm just curious as kind of it it holds up. Like I know it's important to you. Um, yeah. Um, it's uh, definitely up there. Mm -hmm. Uh, the ending is unique and it takes, a little bit of time to unravel, mm-hmm. which is art and that's part of art. So I, the lack of a linear ending at times, I wouldn't, wouldn't say it's the best storytelling, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I can think of long running anime that, you know, for me being someone that watched anime in the eighties, like I always go back to like star blazers is like a fantastic story. It's about going from point A to point B mm-hmm. things happen and going from point B to point A again. Sure. And you get a conclusion. Mm-hmm. Now that's, you know, linear storytelling, but as a piece of art, yeah, I think it's unmatched. Okay. Cool. Like I think it's fantastic. When and how did you first watch this? I watched this on, I mean, it was always rumored because you didn't have access to this stuff. Mm-hmm. It was VHS. Exactly, yeah. okay. So if you were going to get VHS, it was like, I don't know, you know, 1995 money or 1998 money. It was like 40 bucks for one episode. What was oh. that VHS you gave me? I think they're two. Two episodes. Yeah. So it's $40 at Suncoast Video. And, you know, no one's spending that kind of money. No. Comcast had a, when they first started doing On Demand, they had a channel called the Anime Network, which oh. wasn't really, like they would have three episodes of a show and then they would like keep that for a month and then like, you know, uh, October 1st, they would take the first episode off and then add a fourth episode and they would just slowly climb up the ladder. So I would sit there every month and wait for this new episode to come out. And I forget the episode where I was just like, holy crap. Like, Oh my God, this is the greatest thing I've ever watched my entire life. I think it might've been the episode after the recap. So episode 15, 
I'll look and see what that's about real quick. Hmm. So I, or, I believe lies and silence. Yeah. Oh, that's when we, that's, that's the, the wedding. wedding one. That's the wedding one. Uh, okay, yeah. Okay. Where Masato's crying and she's got her ripped up stockings. Yeah, she's walking with the stockings. And yeah. She's carrying the shoes yeah, and everything. I do remember that. I was like, holy crap. This show's great. It, yeah, it went, it was just like kids, adults, mm-hmm. like they turned it all the way to yeah. adults, just out of nowhere. And these poor kids have to go through the same horrors that yeah. adults go through, but they're not, they're still children. They're yeah, still dealing with their base do. emotions. All right. So if you were to give it our official Nutaku ranking, Carlin, you may not be, you may not know what our official rankings are. I'll give them to you real quick. All right. So the best possible ranking is masterpiece. Perfect. Followed by must watch. It's all good. Then MOX, which stands for Midnight Occult Civil Servants, <laughs> which is the most medi- mediocre, oh, middle-of-the-road kind of a show. It's just anime. Then there's it's not good. Anime. And then I'm canceling my subscription oh, is the dang. worst. Okay. Um, do you want to go first? Go ahead. Sure. I'll go first. Uh, I'm going to select Masterpiece. Oh, excellent. Yes. I actually really enjoyed it to the point where there are certain um, scenes that stick out in my mind. And I have a terrible memory. Like Ooh. we had watched a show, Vamp- or Vampire Hunter D, oh, and I. That. Oh, we haven't watched that haven't yet, watched- Frank. That's airing, and we will <laughs> yes. be watching that for Halloween. Well, no, no, I, I watched Ooh. it. I watched it on Sunday. We're mm. we're recording it in two to three weeks. Nonsense. Not yeah, that's nonsense. <laughs> um. Anyway, I've like forgot like a quarter of it, right? And that was something I watched like a day ago. But there's ah. still scenes in this show that I had watched now two, three months ago that really stick with me. So I think just for that reason alone, it's, it's a masterpiece because it overrided my terrible memory. Carlin? Perfect. Oh, um, just a quick disclaimer. I think you should watch the show during the summer. Yeah, because it all happens during the summer. The planet is screwed. Mm-hmm. And it's perpetual summer. Uh, yes. And you can hear cicadas in your own real life, which was happening to me. And I was yeah, like, This year oh, was the cicada year in Philadelphia. Uh, <laughs> it was really cool, actually. Um, ee, ee. Yeah. Um, I am noncommittal and wishy washy, and I made it a must watch. Excellent. Um, but I thought it was excellent. And as someone who watches anime, and or more than normal people, I guess, um, <laughs> yeah, a must watch for sure. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention, let's go over this real quick. Um, and you mentioned it in your review. Are there specific scenes in the show that will stick with you or have stuck with you that like particular images in particular? That's what I'm thinking of images. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, Asuka in the, in when she's getting kind of mind warped mine. Yeah. Mind warped is, is definitely the key one. That's the number one that I think will stick for me with me for a long time. And just that whole scene music and everything is mm-hmm. very very haunting carlin i kind of get stuck at the beginning which mm-hmm. i like like when you first see misato i'm like trying to read too much into it i was like she looks like a nun there's religious overtones in this show right. she's got the cross earrings like they, they they start so like badass and like we're gonna save the world and like drive really fast i don't i liked first episode was really really nice yeah um no nothing nothing really haunting or all the rays in the tank yeah, that was oh, creepy. Yeah. How about uh, Ray getting impregnated by the when she's in the unit zero and she's fighting the mm-hmm. halo? Mm-hmm. I think I had to look away. That was I don't that like was body rough because it was like dysmorphia stuff. Yeah, and yeah. it was doing. They they even said I, she's being violated. Just the terminology, and then she gets a giant impregnated belly, and then she physically 
aborts it by destroying herself. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh it's And then she comes out of it. Oh, oh. oh, it's like coming up through her. Like very, um, not the mummy, but like the thing in the mummy where the bug runs up through him. But oh, the yeah, scarabs. Scarabs, yeah. yeah, they're going. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I, that sticks with me. That's pretty creepy. And every time I go back and watch any Ray scenes in general, when they yeah. had, when they, even when they were talking to her psyche, and there was always like a child looking like one, what was mm-hmm. just her disembodied head, but it was distorted, almost like a ball, looked like a mad ball of Ray. Oh, yeah. She had this really like sinister smile. <laughs> The use of uh, negatives, like they, um, I don't know, they would change the colors of things yeah. um, for flashes, I thought was really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love the show, and I hope you guys enjoyed it. I'm going to try to give it a second watch. Actually. Yeah, give it a give it a run through, and definitely watch the closing credits yes. for each one. Now that I, I, there's like a million breadcrumbs in the first half of this, you know, feel-good robot show. Right. But <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I'm glad you forced me to watch it, Jim. All right, let's talk real quick about the controversies. Uh, Netflix redubbed it yep. and resubbed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't necessarily see the problem with it. Uh, they changed the music at the end. I thought the music, if you've watched the original, have you caught yeah. the original? Uh, the original has Fly Me to the Moon. Fly Me to I the Moon. I saw this in a video that I thought it was a joke. No, it was. Um, Hidekiano liked the song, so he stuck no. it at the end. It's a great song. Um, but he has like all the voice actors sing it. And oh, there's different versions for every episode. Um, oh, yeah. I am now sad that I missed that. But you, now, I mean, you can watch all of them. They're all on YouTube. You can watch true. every single one They come one. in with this, like, even in the first episode, it just has this sad piano overture yeah. thing happening. I was like, oh, Ray's okay. theme. Oh, uh, okay. Every time she's on screen and she's having a moment, it's, that's the music. I it's like Spock's theme. I didn't realize this was that big of a deal until somebody who had apparently like watched it when it was airing or what have you was like noticeably distraught when I told them that yeah. that wasn't. And they were like, are you serious? And I was like, yeah, I guess they just didn't get the rights. Or, and he was like, oh, man, that I mean, sucks. I was, they're huh. they're willing to, Netflix is willing to spend $2 million to get friends, but they couldn't spend a that couple thousand exactly dollars to get. the point that was made in this video where I was like, I think they're joking about the theme being Fly Me to the Moon. I couldn't tell. Yeah, it was, oh, wow. it was Fly Me to the Moon. Hmm. Um, and the, I, I don't like, I enjoyed the Ray theme. So I'm, yeah. you know, whatever. It's like kind of a I'm, wash for you. Yeah. It's yeah. like, I'm, you can always find the original online. Sure. And also the, uh, implied queer stuff with Karu that supposedly was taken away. It's still there, man. Yeah. It it's still there. Yeah. They might've made out off screen. We don't know. That's mm-hmm. fine. That's true. They're sleeping in the same bedroom. They might've jerked each other off. No budget for that. We didn't have the budget. They didn't <laughs> have budget for jerk off. Yeah. I wish they did. <laughs> Wait, what? All right, oh, that's it. Wait, who's your ship? Are they your ship for the show? Do you ship people in shows? I don't know. Okay. No. Are you a big uh, shipper? No, I just, I, you know, have you ever been on Tumblr? Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and they shipped anything. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they ship all and everything. Did you ever see like Deku and uh, uh, Kachan ones? No. There's all, ki- uh, no, there's all kinds of Dojinishi stuff. I'll do it. Don't do it. They're lovers. Uh, yeah, I don't ship anybody. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I don't think I'd ever come back if I went down there. Poor Oscar. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Oscar's is my favorite character. Mm. Yeah. Uh, okay, I think we're done. Is that uh, a dude thing then? Sorry. I don't know. Because I, I think I a lot like, of oh, I don't like you. No. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't crazy about her, but her her the arc really finality of her yeah. story was what. Oh. Yeah, yeah, she. I think she has she the just most. Like, well. Sits out for a while. She's just a, oh god when she's in the bathtub. Yeah. Oh just yeah. Or she's draining the bathtub and screaming how she hates everyone and hates herself. And, mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So rough. 
All right, Carlin, you got anything you want to plug? Oh, yes. Um, we, Pokemon League, is having our annual, third annual Halloween extravaganza um, upstairs at Sardine Bar, uh, which is at 18th and Federal in Yieldy, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, um, on October 20th. That's a Sunday. Um, we have a DS tournament, uh, still sun and moon, because there's no short sword and shield. Um, we have a costume contest, and we have a raffle. And Ooh, we, costumes. Yes. Uh, I won last year. Um, I have nothing this year, so that's great. Um, <laughs> there's a raffle. There's usually drink specials, like potions. Papa Frank. Oh, great! <laughs> I was like, you've seen like saying potions to you in Pokemon yeah. means nothing. Saying it to Frank might mean something. It does. It does. I got wonderful. It. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Join us. Join us. Become one of us. Yes. All right, this was fun. This was fun. Agreed. Right. Carlin, thanks again for coming in. I would definitely watch a full series again to do this. And uh, we are going to review End of Evangelion coming on. Oh, coming wonderful! Up. Do you want to come on? Sure, I should totally watch that then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're not doing it anytime soon. I'm Great. going to Japan. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Japan. All right, cool. Uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, once again, please share us with your friends and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at NewTakuCast. And where can we follow the Philly Poke- Pokemon League? Um, Facebook. We have a group. And then there's at Philadelphia Pokemon, at Philly Pokemon League. I set that. At Philly Pokemon League uh, on Instagram. Those are our main platforms. Awesome. Uh, you can send us questions and show requests. We got some questions this week. Uh, we addressed them in our what's up. Okay, great. I was really, I was like, we didn't do the listener questions. No, no, no. We um, I, we addressed them in the actual review, and also I got a question about the film, which we haven't reviewed yet. Oh, okay. No. Um, but if you do have questions, show requests, our email is newtaco2019 at gmail dot com, and we'll talk about them on the air. Listen to us on Podbean, Apple, and Google Talk Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify, and please subscribe and share. I'm Jim. I'm Frank. I'm Carlin. And Gumbate. Gumbate. Oh, not Kampai. My bad. Kampai too. Kampai. Kampai. Thanks, guys. <laughs>